This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. See, senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. Actually, we're all at home, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Everybody listening and everybody not listening who's thinking, this is all bullcrap. Yeah, I'm or, at home. Or at least thinking, this is overreacting. Yeah, I'm at home. It's not because of the coronavirus. It's because my son has a medical procedure today, and I just figured I could be on the show longer if I'm at home. But not because of the coronavirus. I did everything I normally do over the weekend. Actually, I have been for weeks, but... Uh, oh! You, you should probably be arrested. Well, in many places I would be. In many places I would be. Yeah, it's it, that's, that's a heck of a conversation we're going to be having for uh, years to come, probably. Did we need to do all this, or or I'm liking this growing philosophy. Of course we needed to do this, but the government didn't need to tell us. We would have done it on our own in a lot less damaging way, and we would have flattened the curve also. So uh, that's that's my current, uh, the theory that I like the best. Wow, yeah, that's a good one. What would we have done unprompted anyway? A A lot. A lot. And there's really no data out there, as we talked about on Friday. There's there's states where they didn't social distance at all. There's states where they social distance to a great degree and in between. And same with countries. And everybody has kind of similar results because people social distance themselves when they find out everybody's dying around them. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. have to shut down all the businesses or, or, or make all these rules. And the closing the golf courses and keeping people out of the parks is just freaking pointless. That is going to absolutely diminish cooperation. It's oh, going to ruin it. As F-U, a matter of fact. F you, F you, F you. That's my response to the closing the parks and the golf courses and that stuff. F you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I live in a place with very, very few cases, and they're on the downtrend, and they've announced they're cracking down even more. We're not getting enough compliance, so we're going to pass more rules and, and limit you even more in what you do. So, okay. All right, great. It's, it's the government in love with power. I swear to God. Have you seen the video of them chasing the guy on the beach? Was that in the yes. L.A. area? What the hell is that? Like you've got John Dillinger and you've cornered him. One guy jogging on the beach. It's the government. It's like when you give a badge to a guy and let him be the one who takes tickets at a concert. That's what right. it is. Right. I was uh, corresponding not only with our Twitter followers, but Tim the lawyer over the weekend, and he responded with a... Uh, video of Bart Simpson. I remember the episode very well. Uh, Bart tells Principal Skinner, I've had my first taste of authority, and I like it. Right. Right. That is exactly what's going on. Anyway, so we'll be talking about that and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, but I'm over it. I'm completely over that. They closed your golf courses? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the entire county. where there There have been four deaths. I happen to live in a gigantic mostly rural, but a few, uh, you know, suburban-type towns, uh, county. And there have been four deaths in this county. There have been four deaths, guys mountain biking in the hills. You know, it's just, it's insane. And everybody agreeing that probably that area is uh, uh, past the peak. So as you were uh, tweeting over the weekend, why are we increasing social distancing now? What is that? What is that all about? How do you make the argument for that? 
I think the uh, those, you know, I'm going to be charitable here. I think those who will be judged entirely on keeping the counts low have complete control. And they don't need to make a payroll. They've never had to make a payroll. They don't know how a private business functions. They have a vague idea of it. Um, and they have the exclude. They're the only hands on the controls at this point. And the, I'm sure there's the belief that if the number's low, and eh, there'll be people like us who complain about this sort of thing. But for the most part, there'll be no complaints. Whereas if the numbers were high for deaths, then, then you know, they could lose office or lose their job or really get the, the heat brought down on them. So if, that, if that's what you got hanging out there as a threat, obviously you go further rather than, uh, than not. Well, and again, academics and government officials have no sense of how the private economy works. That's why they're constantly trying to pass lunacy like, you know, a sky-high minimum wage, as if the government decides what labor is worth as opposed to the market. It's ridiculous. Uh, we got some clips from Saturday Night Live we'll be playing this morning. I thought that was a pretty uh, interesting episode they had there, the Saturday Night Live from home. Some of it worked, some of it I'm not sure did, but that's, as Tom Hanks pointed out in his monologue, always been the case with Saturday Night Live. Some of it works and some of it doesn't. The uh, whole sexual assault thing with Joe Biden finally got a little traction. I'm not sure that it should, but it was striking how the major media had ignored it when they went crazy over even sketchier allegations with the uh, Justice Kavanaugh situation. Right. Um, so we got well, that. Is we it because they're love and Qu- in love with Cuomo now? <laughs> They have an alternative, so they're willing to bring down old Joe? Oh, wow. Ouch. But we'll have to go through that whole thing as it's finally burbled up to the uh, the big-time media, and uh, they're taking it seriously. So that's exciting. A whole bunch of new numbers we have to talk about, smart people talking about this and that. Uh, the WHO continues to be um, uh, a scandalous organization that we should uh, uh, have on a map for drone strikes. I probably shouldn't say that, should I? Oh, go ahead. Mm. <laughs> Draw up maps if you want. Post them online. Anyway, um, let's introduce everybody in the squad to start off the show. There's our board operator, operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, Good. It was my birthday yesterday, which was challenging because it was on Easter. And plus, we have social distancing. So my uh, we made a cake for me. And so I just had like two other people. So it was a very, very small group, and we all stayed apart. But the cake had to be six feet away from me, and they lit the candles, and I <laughs> was standing back six feet and trying to blow and blow and blow. Mm. I could not get the cake out. I was getting dizzy, and finally got like a hose from outside and just, you know, from six feet away, very mm. lightly, you know, took out the candles. But unfortunately, Reasonable. the cake did get wet, and nobody wanted it, so it kind of <laughs> defeated the purpose. You know, that's a good excuse, Michael, but uh, I think I know you well enough to believe that I doubt your regular birthday parties are like hundreds of people. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Doesn't seem like that's your style, really. No, so. not, not really. But uh, Well, I'm a little concerned about you, Michael, because uh, inability to blow out a birthday cake uh, from six feet away is one of the signs of the Chinese bat-eating virus. So I'd go is get it you really? tested. Absolutely. And while you mention that, uh, more and more people saying, look, the whole China wet market bat thing was a red herring from the Chinese government to hide the fact that it came out of a lab. Yep. More and more, like, smart, reasonable people, not not not, not crazy websites, Smart, reasonable people saying that's absolutely a red herring. Mm. Uh, they weren't eating red herrings. They were eating wet bats or pangolins <laughs> or whatever. Herrings are delicious fish. <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. My uh, my diet remained uh, pangolin-free over the weekend, so that was good. Good man. Um, it largely consisted of, of, of a blender-based eating weekend. 
Um, I uh, when last time I was out for supplies, I grabbed a, a big thing of uh, frozen fruits. So I've been making smoothies, and I've been uh, counteracting that with uh, with milkshakes. So I've been uh, I've been kind of alternating between smoothies and milkshakes for the majority of the weekend. And I don't think I can sustain that much longer. I think I might actually have to eat whole foods at some point coming in this this week. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. I'll, I'll get back to the rice bowls soon enough. I know it depends on where you live, but executive producer Hanson had uh, texted all of us over the weekend that looks like social distancing's over where I live. Everybody's out and about. That's where it felt like where I was too. I mean, the uh, the number of families, bicyclists, dog walkers, everybody out out and about was a, like a like a nice spring day would normally be on an Easter Sunday. Well, and I am encouraged in a way that the people of the United States, at least those uh, who I've come in contact with, have reached the point where they're just their innate sense of what is reasonable government and what is overreach and a violation of the rights. We've, we've hit that point because at the, at the point you can't jog. You can't throw a frisbee in the park with your kid. You can't play golf on a golf course where you're a hundred yards away from everybody. That's when you know the bureaucrats have gotten a little in love with their power and have gone overboard. And I think a hell of a lot of people have reached the same point. Uh, psychologically, politically, at the same time. Well, and the overreach is going to end up being damaging in that you're not going to be able to get people to cooperate for uh, actual important stuff, uh, which is the problem with you know unjust laws always. Well, and and I see the signs up. We had one of our listeners send, or it might have been a personal friend, come to think of it, texting me from a, a town, you know, a few towns away from where I live, where on the golf course a bunch of people had been using the uh, the cart paths as walking paths, biking paths, that sort of thing, and. Uh, getting out and getting some fresh air, and they posted a bunch of signs. The probably the golf course management something uh, that this is you cannot do that. You must shelter in place. This will be enforced by the local police department. And I've talked to enough cops to know no, they ain't. <laughs> they are not going to go around arresting people for taking a walk. And those of you who do enforce are jerks. You couldn't get me to chase a guy on the beach. One lone guy on the beach. <laughs> if you told me that was my job. What if that you had guy, your it's wallet? John, it's John Dillinger. Go catch him. <laughs> what if you just grabbed a wall, your wallet out of your beach bag? Then would you? Yeah, they, they've come down on people on beaches and in parks like they're the people that planned 9-11. Right. It's just crazy. Um, how does mailbag look? To, oh, we haven't done that yet. I'm sorry. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. No, what? I don't remember what order we do stuff in. No, you're good. Keep rolling with oh, that's a sign of the corona. Yeah. So... Yeah, inability to remember common things. Absolutely. It's Monday, April 13th, the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin the show now, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Now, today I'm going to be working all the major muscle groups of the body. We've got the abs, gams, focus, chicken wings, and uh, critical thinking. What the hell was that? That was the Ruth Bader Ginsburg workout routine played by Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live. Oh, gotcha. Oh, boy. She's working the major muscle groups. You got the tuchus. You got the critical thinking. <laughs> the chicken wings. Hilarious. Um, uh, so, uh, how does mailbag look? Back to that Good question. enough for a Monday. huh? Good enough for a Monday. Wow, what kind of attitude is that? Checks the box. Checks the box, and we get to move on with our lives. Uh, it's actually quite good. We the folks are weighing in. The folks are fired up. Awesome. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. So uh, we'll hit the numbers here coming up in a little bit, but the increases day-to-day in number of cases and deaths nationwide is uh, definitely shrinking. I don't know if it actually was the peak yesterday, as some models predicted, but at least today's numbers would look that way. Right. So, yes, we will have the numbers, but we will also interpret the numbers, because I think that's becoming increasingly necessary. Interpreting the numbers. Well, lies and lies in statistics, if you know what I'm saying. I'm not saying all this is unnecessary. It's just it's a little bit inflated. Mailbag. Here is your freedom-loving quote of the day this morning from Tim the Lawyer. Tim Sandifer from his book, The Conscience of the Constitution, which is about the Declaration of Independence. Freedom is the starting point of politics. Government's powers are secondary and derivative and therefore limited. Liberty is the goal at which democracy aims, not the other way around. Yeah, that fits in with uh, Jonah Goldberg's column over the weekend that I wanted to talk about later. I'll read from later. But he was making the point because he's tired of listening to people... um, out how great some governments are at dealing with this pandemic and he made the point look the founding fathers did not craft the government they thought would be best for dealing with pandemics that wasn't their goal right da, 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 da. obviously a king or a dictator or whatever is better at dealing with this sort of thing they came up with a government they thought would best ensure our freedom etc etc which automatically means it's probably not the best for dealing with a pandemic so don't use that as a measuring stick Yeah, more on that theme to come. I can't wait. Here's a quick note from Paul. I know there are more important things to be worried about, but when I hear the opening music for Mailbag, my mind's eye sees chimpanzees in suits clapping their hands and shaking their heads. I know it's strange, but a moment of happiness for me. Love the show. Thank you, sirs. Thank you, Paul. So the Mailbag music, he pictures performing chimpanzees. That's interesting and somewhat accurate. Uh, oh, that's right. You can email us anytime you want. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You got an opinion? You want to, You think we ought to be talking about something? Send it along. Uh, here's John. Why doesn't the government take the social distancing a step further and issue all of us 10-foot poles so we can check ourselves that we're in compliance? Hey, now. Uh, the, the proverbial, I wouldn't touch you with uh, from childhood. Mm-hmm. It's a fabulous idea, John. That's next. Actually, what's next is... You voluntarily or semi-voluntarily installing an app on your phone that uh, transmits uh, who you're with and and everybody else uh, to the government. Now, they can get that data, but this would speed it up. More on that to come. Uh, Johnny writes, growing frustration five weeks now waiting for this massive surge that hasn't materialized. He is in Santa Clara County, California. He's reported 54 deaths, WTF. My friend that owns three local bars is being crushed, as are his bartenders. The next blank that says we need to stay the course, I guarantee, has fluid income. If we continue to see the stagnant COVID-19 numbers through this week, then uh, Gavin Newsom has to let our workers return to start salvaging some of their livelihood. Uh, Let's see. Then he says, uh, if you're stripping off your masks... Uh, don't throw them on the pavement. Okay, thank you for that public service. Yeah, I guess that's a problem some places. What is it with people? They're throwing their rubber gloves and their masks on the ground. Good God. Jeez, Louise. I swear to God, I hate humanity. Let's see. Here's Randy 
in San Jose, I'm getting a little tired of hearing that we are at war with coronavirus, with real no real explanation of what that means. From a political perspective, saying we're at war sounds impressive, but that's about it. Then he talks about objectives and strategies and the history of not really having them and how they tend to uh, prolong wars indefinitely. It's pretty good analysis. Uh, we're doing a lot of economic and psychological damage for a virus that has a 99% or so survival rate. How does that factor into our war on the virus? Uh, Kevin Williamson wrote this piece uh, for somebody or other. I can't remember. It might have just been an editorial in a paper. Uh, he was talking about AOC and her crew that's always trying to say we're at war with this, that, or the other. And the reason they do that is when you're at war, government assumes awesome powers and people's rights are suspended to the point of like habeas corpus being suspended in the Civil War. That's why everybody's using the war metaphor all the time. It's because it removes any limitation on their powers. Well, where are we? Where are we in this war? We we will hit you with the latest numbers uh, coming up in a in a minute or so. And as Joe promised, we perspective or analysis or something, some some fancy thing like that. I don't know what that is. There will be plenty of fancy stuff. Stay tuned. I'm feeling extra fancy today. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yo! Play us one of our jokes, would you there, Sean? I don't have a sound sheet, so I don't know what's uh, happening. Play, play us any joke. I'm Michael Che, and this is obviously a strange way to do the show. So, we got some people listening on Zoom. Say hi, everybody. Yeah, now it's like a party, right, Colin? Yeah, yeah it was a uh, great distant um, just audio party. It's great. <laughs> well, I mean, it's better. It's like telling jokes with nobody just looks like hostage footage. Uh, but... From Saturday Night Live, where they uh, they went with that approach, the uh, Saturday Night Live from home, as I said earlier, some of it worked, some of it didn't, which is the history of Saturday Night Live. So. <laughs> I thought the weekend yeah. update was fine, though, which is showed they don't really need anything other but than than the two of them writing jokes, which uh, which is fine. You'd think they could have gotten you know twenty five thirty tests, whatever it would take, and test everybody in the cast and crew, and then get together and do it on the stage. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. New York. Uh, I thought that when I first tuned in, I thought, why can't you all just be together? But it is New York, where. Uh, uh, the sickness and deaths in New York is a different level than all the rest of us for the most part. So uh, that, I could see how the attitude might be a little different there. Yeah, um, I suppose so. So where we are uh, today, the very latest from Johns Hopkins. By the way, we're going to play a clip later of a guy from Johns Hopkins who I don't know if he works for the Chinese or is just stupid or what. But he was on one of the talk on one of the <laughs> talk shows yesterday. Not very charitable. Standing probably up not for uh, stupid. On the other hand, you always like to talk about smart people, and that's fine. I, it's great. We need more wise people. There's plenty of smart people who are incredibly unwise. Smart is overrated. I, I assume this Johns Hopkins guy is smart, but he's he's either incredibly unwise are on the take from the Chinese, and I doubt he's on the take from the Chinese, but he's on one of the talk shows yesterday. Now is not the time to quibble, quibble with the WHO. They do a lot of good work. No, they don't! In the worst pandemic of any of our lifetimes, they li- they're lying to us all about the cause of it. Right. So you they- can't say they do good work. The one thing they're designed to deal with, they're doing a terrible job at. 
Well, they aided and abetted a cover-up, which is exactly the opposite of why they exist. They, 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 it was sins of commission and omission. But as of Sunday night, according to Johns Hopkins, there were uh, about a half a million, 55,000 confirmed cases. That's a 4.8 increase from the day before. You'll remember if you've been listening every day, we had lots of days where what, that was a 30% increase from the day before or a 25% increase from the day before. That was a 4.8% increase from the day before. And the number, number of deaths is a little over 22,000 now, a 7.1 increase from the day before. Those are much lower numbers and in increases than we've had well uh, since we started keeping track of this right so 7.1 percent increase yeah okay all right that's good well yeah and and all the projections which have been wildly uh inflated so far have it going down now and maybe down by a lot so i don't i don't know what to make of it I read an absolutely fabulous piece over the weekend by a guy, uh, John Voberl, whose work I had. Not, I, actually, I think it's Joe Voberl, who was talking about the, the math is completely indefensible on all this, including what we've discussed many times. Nobody knows what the denominator in the division problem is. But he's talking about um, one of my favorite sentences is the 16 million newly unemployed so far, the victims of mental health, domestic abuse, child abuse during this government mandated quarantine and the broader middle class and working poor whose lives will not experience a V or even a U shaped recovery are going to ask, was it all worth it? And he thinks the answer will inflame the resentments the have nots hold toward the haves. And he sees a, a brewing populism uh, accelerating. Uh, in the uh, the elections coming up, uh, that's uh, that's something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I think he's right, and it's it's really good. I'll I'll hit you with just a little more of it. The denominator in the math equation does not account for the people who are possibly infected by the four hundred thirty thousand who traveled from China to the U.S. since the outbreak began. Many in L.A., New York, uh, San Francisco, and Chicago. It does not account for the millions who came from Europe prior to March when we started counting. We were first told that without immediate enactment of a national stay-at-home policy, never before attempted in the history of the country, millions of Americans would die. On March 16th, the Imperial College uh, published a study projecting 1.7 to 2.2 million dead, but also said that projection could be reduced to 1.1 million dead if suppression measures were immediately put into place, and they talk about the social distancing and the rest of it. Within 48 hours of this study being published, the governors of California and New York had instituted containment policies uh, from stay-at-home to shelter-in-place that were far more stringent than recommended by the British study, and within a week, 98% of America was under some sort of stay-at-home restriction. And then they talk about uh, Cuomo achieving uh, celebrity status because he's... Crack down. They have them shouting at a March 24th press conference saying, you pick the 26,000 who are going to die because we don't have enough ventilators. Now, as it turns out, New York, which has been the worst case, right? Um, he was saying in addition to the 30,000 ventilators they'd need at their peak, they also need 140,000 more hospital beds, 40,000 ICU beds because we haven't flattened the curve, et cetera, et cetera. Then, according to the uh, the Washington State uh, model everybody's using, ventilator, ventilator usage in New York peaked three days ago at 5,000 ventilators, not 30,000. ICU bed usage peaked just under 6,000, not 40,000. And total bed usage peaked under 23,000, not 140,000. 
And he says, I'm not trying to single out just Governor Cuomo because everybody's been wrong, but everybody's been wildly wrong at every step. Yeah, I think there's been a lot of wrong, and I cut people slack from Trump on down for that because who's ever dealt with anything like this? I mean, it's 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 absolutely crazy. What I don't get, though, is now that it's pretty clear that we are wrong, why are we increasing some of this stuff in various areas? That, that, that I can't wrap my head around or excuse. Uh, no, I can't. I can't think of anything except people getting a little taste of authority, as Cartman would put it on South Park, and <laughs> and, and really, really loving it. Uh, Doctor Fauci was on the Today Show on the ninth. That was uh, Friday, and he said the death count may look more like sixty thousand, and I'm not sure it's going to get that high. And that's obviously that's a tragedy. It's like double the worst flu year of the last decade. But still, I mean, to shut down the to, uh, the entire economy. So uh, I saw one expert. I'll have to dig up who it was, but I but, but I'm, I'm really liking his reasoning, and I found a couple other people to back it up. That if we had to do this again, um, obviously you cancel like March Madness, NBA games, baseball games, all those places where big people gather. You might even go with health clubs, movie theaters, although not necessarily. If you you know if they social distance on their own, the way I think a lot of people would stay six people feet apart, wipe down things. I mean, we all have self preservation in interest in this in this stuff that's what drives a lot of uh, wiping down things but uh, so and closed schools that's a necessary because that's such a gathering spot but outside of that everybody else just staying apart and wearing masks so that's a key too we all start wearing masks right off the bat i think no you problem leave it, my I man think, everybody's in sure i think you could leave everything else alone so you have uh, people uh, who are with us who think of it in similar ways to us and then you have the people i became aware of friday and saturday especially on Friday, while the golf courses were still open in my part of the world, there were people who would stop and videotape guys on the tee if they didn't think they were far enough apart, because that's like the only time you'd be that, that what, close together. People what are they were gonna... videotaping them, and uh, to do what? I don't know. Call yeah, the cops. What are you going to do with that, th- that video? Going to send the footage to the New York Times? I have no freaking idea. This is when golf courses are still open. And I heard it on reliable authority. A couple of guys snuck out on a course near me. And so they were literally the only two people for hundreds of yards. And some guy slows down in his car and starts videotaping them for being out. And then you've got the local health Nazis who say no more jogging. No more uh, taking a walk with your kid in the park. They're putting up caution tape around the parks. Are you kidding? So you got the the, the reasonable trying to figure out the, the good balance between our, our incredibly important need to get back to economic activity and and protecting people's health. That's fine. There's got to be a balance. You got those people, and then you got these people who would have made great Nazis. I mean, they would they'd have told you where the Jews were hiding before you asked twice. You people would be. Fabulous Nazis. Nazi Germany. It's amazing to see people fall in line. As I tweeted over the weekend, you think it was hard for the Nazis or the Maoists or the Khmer Rouge to get people to report on their friends or neighbors, even their family? It wasn't hard. It was easy. There are a lot of people who can't wait to comply with the totalitarian government and be their tools. It's disgusting. I... <laughs> I witnessed some of that, like, video shaming, and I I was sorely tempted to engage those people. And I mean engage them. I resisted the temptation. That would have been good video on its own. Somebody needed to get video of you engaging the people getting video. That that would have been good. I am seriously uh, tempted to get arrested. 
My wife didn't like this idea. I said, come on. Oh, I, I've been saying for years, I wish I'd have been arrested once. It seems like a good life experience to know what it's like. But I'm glad I didn't commit the crime to get arrested. But this is a crime I'd be willing to commit. Playing Frisbee with my kid in the park? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I'll, I'll go down for that one. I'll fight that one. Um, uh, before we move on to get other stuff, did you follow the Surgeon General warning over the weekend to avoid alcohol during the pandemic? Yeah, I saw that headline. <laughs> Sean, you know did, you, did you listen I, to the Surgeon General? No. Stay away from inebriants of all kinds? No, no. Come on. I did not successfully avoid alcohol. Alcohol, I saw it coming. I ducked to the right. It veered left, with, you know, and I just, I doubled. Ow! It got, so I did not avoid alcohol. This is such a classic. The, 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 uh, the problem with people in power all the way around, the sort of person that needs to be told that they're drinking too much ain't going to listen to you. And the rest of the people, uh, leave them alone. They're not doing anything wrong anyway. But that's that's the way it works. That's just hilarious. Well, the Surgeon General feels like he needs to say that because there are reports that people are abusing. Those people are going to abuse alcohol, whether you say so or not. Believe it or not, they're not looking to the Surgeon General for guidance on this. It's a funny it's a funny thing. Back to the golf course for a moment. I've made this point before. I've used this metaphor before. Sometimes when you're playing, you have to make such a terrible swing that it you realize what you've been doing making a bunch of mediocre swings. You have to get way off the rails to figure out what you were doing. I have a, a hope, and it's probably a fantasy, and, uh, you know, I hope only leads to disappointment, but I have a hope that this is the utter overreach stupidity of bureaucrats that alerts people to how precious liberty is and maybe sparks a little renewed interest in limiting the powers of the government, I hope. That's a fantastic hope. Uh, maybe next hour we can get to the Biden accuser, uh, sexual accuser, uh, um, a hashtag MeToo moment that's finally getting some national attention. Oh, will we, and the New York Times coverage of it. Very interesting. Will we ever forgive Amazon is an interesting question. A bunch of other stuff. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. with my time i i you know i'm home i i waste a lot of time on the internet i i binge watch tv i have food delivered <laughs> oh god i'm becoming a millennial <laughs> now i see why they're so depressed oh so is that a real live audience for bill maher no 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 he's still uh, just splicing in laugh track he he was doing his monologue quite literally under an umbrella in the rain in his backyard. Okay, that explains oh. the rain. There you go. I, it sounded like he had a like an LP playing in the yeah. background, <laughs> the crackling pop. Hey, uh, apropos of not what we're going to talk about, but my phone is exploding with news alerts that a sailor on the USS Theodore Roosevelt has died from coronavirus-related complications. Um, that is almost certainly an otherwise fairly healthy young person, although sometimes you don't know you have a congenital problem as a young person until something challenges your system but anyway uh you know our, our condolences go out but uh, it's interesting i'm looking at all these news alerts that state sailor on uss uh, theodore roosevelt has died coronavirus etc there it is again there it is again then i get to the new york times alert a sailor died amidst hundreds of viral infections on a ship 
The crisis encapsulates the hollowing out of Navy leadership under President Trump. There you go. And you know how bad Trump's leadership has been in the Navy? He managed to hollow it out years before he was elected when all of those terrible, deadly accidents took place in the Pacific uh, under Barack Obama. So uh, very good, New York Times. You are becoming increasingly impossible to take seriously as a newspaper. Bill Maher mentioned sitting on his couch and ordering stuff. I just saw a uh, uh, we're spending on average two hours extra a day on the couch. Two hours. Uh, I guess that's quite a bit. Uh, coming up in just a moment, will we forgive Amazon when all this is over, when it comes to buying stuff as we sit on our couch? Stay tuned for that. Will we forgive Amazon? Interesting yes. thought. Okay. Yes. All right. So, funny article here at uh, CNN, believe it or not, written by somebody who's not obnoxious. Uh, and they're detailing the binge buying and how it has progressed through this whole unfortunate incident. Week one was the hand sanitizers, the soap, and the disinfectants, uh, plus masks, cleaning products, etc. Hand sanitizer sales rocketed 470% year to year, etc., etc. Ah, blah, blah, blah. Week two was the toilet paper. Then, in a buying binge that flummoxed many, and served as an inspiration for many memes, shoppers stockpiled toilet paper. Panic buying begat even more panic buying, etc., etc. The mills are running seven days a week, 24 hours. The toilet paper mills, time to get to work at the mill, kids. Then weeks three and four, I actually witnessed this, it's true. Spiral hams and baking yeast. As uh, Americans turn to baking... It's always a good time for spiral hands. Well, yeah, but so so does does it the news travel on social media someplace and then like oh did you hear they're running out of ham so everybody people that weren't even going to buy ham goes out and buys one is that what happens the great ham shortage of 2020 uh, I don't know I suppose so yeah that's as good a theory as any uh, flour and yeast makers say you can't you can't keep it on the shelves they're at full capacity and then everybody's empty. Unbelievable. Now, week five, which is where we are roughly, depending on where you are, hair clippers and hair dye on the rise as everybody's getting a little shaggy and their roots are showing. Sales of hair clippers have almost uh, tripled. Hair coloring products up 23% from the same period a year earlier. And uh, certainly uh, YouTube video views of how to cut your own hair are probably skyrocketing as well. Hey, yeah, beautiful hair. Well, he did until he let it grow during the coronavirus. My kids definitely need haircuts. We're gonna we're gonna do this the home haircut because they're just they're out of control. They look like jungle people. Well, you don't want that. <laughs> I used to give my son his haircuts in the garage. We'd get together. I had the clipper set and everything, and I give him a little high and tight, a little little uh, flat top on the top, and went on for a couple of years. And then one day he said, "You know, I'm gonna grow it out a little bit," and he literally did not get a haircut for like three years. Until he had like heavy metal bass player, uh, you know, Metallica hair. So forget it, Jack. It's over. Your kids are are going full jungle. So this thing on will we forgive Amazon when this is over, I find pretty interesting. It was in the Wall Street Journal. And my wife has been talking about this, about how. uh, uh, And then so I did a little research. and It's fairly common that Amazon has become practically useless for ordering stuff. In this uh, in this crisis, they were not designed for this, but uh, people are turning to, you know, Target, uh, Walmart. They have always had 
a system where you could buy stuff online and get it delivered pretty fast. It's just that they were so eclipsed by Amazon that nobody really knew it or paid attention. And now they're doing so well filling the space where Amazon is failing. Although Wall Street Journal thinks a lot of people are going to think, I don't need to just buy everything from Amazon. I can buy it from my local Target or Walmart or a whole bunch of different places that also deliver the next day. And some cases are better with some stuff. And Boy. so we we may have weaned the country off of our prime habits as Wall Street Journal. And I, I'm certain that we have just my my view of I need to get something tomorrow. Go to Amazon is broken. Now it's a bunch of other options. That's so funny that you should bring that up. In the last 12 hours, I tried to order something from Amazon. They said no longer available. And I thought, damn, they don't make it anymore. And then I woke up this morning and I thought, oh, wait a minute. And I clicked around and I found it all over the place, just not on Amazon. Yeah. Amazon, my wife showed me, it was like Saturday. She went on there for food and there was like one can of Manwich for $18. That was like your option in the Prime Pantry. I mean, they're just, run, they're just running out of everything. But if you go over to Walmart or Target or a bunch of different places, they got tons of stuff. So this could change Amazon forever. Wow. I don't know. I don't know what one should do with their Amazon stock. Is Joe Biden in trouble with a Me Too moment? Armstrong and Getty. 